Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're starting a brand new series of Getting the Move On. And to celebrate the launch of this new series, our guest this week, well, his business is full of brakes and wheels to help your business get the move on. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Carl Frank, the owner of Bud's Wheel and Tire Parts. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. And for visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? My name is Carl Frank, and uh, we sell trailer parts and service. The reason we're talking with Carl today is because it's a wonderful succession story, and Carl, your name is not Bud. That's who right. is Bud? So Bud is my grandfather, and um, he was the founder of the company. He started in 1963, and uh, when I was out of high school, he he said, "Hey, why don't you help me out?" <laughs> and I've been here ever since. <laughs> ever since, suckered you in, as it were. <laughs> Pretty much. You have not owned the business since 1963. You've owned the business for how many years? Ten years now. When you started the business when you were 17, did your grandfather envision you buying the business out? I think it was part of his plan, actually. You know, I worked here for a few years because obviously I didn't know, you know, 17, you know, you're just starting out. So I want to say by the time I was 20, 21, there was talk of me taking over and, um, you know, after, after he was gone. So he started training you at that point. I think so, yeah. What did he do with that in mind to help prepare you for taking over the family business? Well, he showed me everything, uh, all, all the ins and outs of running a business, basically starting out in the back, you know, with hands-on, um, learning all the mechanical things that, that you have to do, and then, and then after that, we, he showed me the book side of it and, and the customer side. Talk a little bit about the customer side of that, because as a 17-year-old, that's probably the most difficult part, is it not? It was because at 17, nobody really takes you serious. So it, it took a while. It wasn't until I was in my 20s that I could really run the counter and people would respect me enough to trust me, you know, that I knew what I was talking about. The thing that's interesting about this business is you have been able to keep up with the times. When your grandfather owned this business, who were the, the majority clientele of people that walked in through the door? Um, we still have uh, a lot of the same clients, a lot of the big farm companies, uh, oil companies. Um, there's a broad range of industries that uh, revolve around the trailer industry, um, construction, and then of course there's all the person, you know, uh, personal mm -hmm. um, RVs and boats and that type of thing. All the custom trailers and everything yeah. like that. Looking around the shop here is there seems to be quite a variety of different kinds of, of tinker toys as it were. No, there is a system and, and it usually goes in capacity so you, you light duty, medium duty, heavy duty and they all pretty much have the same type of components so we, we have the different classifications of, of trailers um, depending on how heavy or rating they have. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you have to have a little bit of everything, otherwise you can't sell it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Do you custom fabricate anything here, or is it pretty much all off the shelf? No, we custom fabricate trailers mainly in repair. Like right now, uh, we have a, a flatbed trailer out there. The customer has a like a Lincoln, kind of like not a hot rod Lincoln, but it's a classic car and it's low, so it doesn't go up the trailer. So we had to. Uh, cut the trailer frame and we're actually making a dovetail so mm. so he can drive his car onto it. So we do all kinds of little fabrication to existing trailers. Now the business has changed since 1963. How has the business changed since then and what are the majority of your clientele now different than when it was in the 1960s? Well in the 60s it was primarily autom automotive parts and brakes and um, shocks and front end alignments. Um, when I came into the business in 97 um, we were primarily just doing brake jobs on cars and some shocks and uh, small trailer parts and um, after that point we just started slowly evolving into just servicing trailers mm. and, and getting away from the automotive part of it. So it's pretty much exclusively trailers now? It is. It's like a little niche uh, right. for trailers, yeah. And that sounds like it's been very smart for you to do that, getting away from everything and niching down to just trailers. It has because there's a lot of automotive competition here in Bakersfield, so um, it, it made sense to just specialize in uh, the trailer part. How did you educate your customers about we're not doing automotive anymore, we're strictly doing it, trailers? It took a while. Um, a lot of it's just word of mouth. You, people come in and ask for it, you just tell them, yeah, we want to do trailers. <laughs> so. And when somebody comes in asking for automotive parts, how do you deal with that particular customer? How, you know, what's your approach for doing it? I, I can always direct them somewhere that, you know, recommendation to where mm -hmm. I would might go and, and, you know, try to help them get on the right track. I try to help everybody that calls, um, whether or not I actually do the service for them. Sure. So I always try to point people in the right direction, even if they're looking for something that I sometimes, we're out of stuff too, and, mm. I, and I'll even direct them to a competitor. If visioneers want to learn more about Bud's Break and Wheel and get recommendations from you as well, how do they do that? Oh, it's easy. We're right here at uh, 305 East 19th Street, Bakersfield, California, or you can give us a call on the phone, 661-322-7061, or you can check out our website at budsbreak.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how do you promote your business without all the gimmicks. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. One of the reasons we are here at Bud's Breaking Wheel is because of a visionary recommendation that came from a visionary. So when we come, right back. Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com. I'm here with Carl Frank, the owner of Bud's Wheel Entire Parts, and our visionary question comes from Alex who asks, what are you doing to get the handful of fans of your business to spread the word about your business without all the gimmicks? The best one that I like is Yelp. 
<laughs> you know, we've, we've uh, fixed people's units or tra travel trailers when they were broke down traveling somewhere. Right. And we got them back on the road and they were so happy that they left us really nice comments on Yelp. And uh, it's really, it's really uh, feels good to see how, how people uh, have, you know, how, how, how we've helped them out. Sure. In, in, in times where they were in trouble. Yelp is very important for your business. It is. It sounds like your Yelp reviews help lead to other customer growth. Do they also lead to repeat customers for you? Oh, yeah, they do. Unfortunately, we're in an industry where people only see me when they need to see me or they have <laughs> right? to see me. So, sure, so, sure. But we do. We have a lot of repeat customers. We, uh, you know, we have a lot of customers that have a fleet of trailers. So obviously, they uh. come to see us a lot more than just you know one guy that has a, a one boat or, or something like that. Tell me about an incident that you had a while ago in Valencia or Visalia. Oh, excuse so, me. Yeah, Vis yeah it was a long time ago. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, we we serviced uh, a trailer for a gentleman. It was a big trailer, hot shot, and uh, he was actually here the entire time we were servicing it. And for one reason or another, we're not sure exactly what happened, but he got all the way to Visalia and um, wheel bearing failure. Oh no! Which was, I mean, there's no reason for it really because everything was new. Right. And uh, it was just one of those things. He called me. He said, "Hey, I'm I'm in Valencia. You know, we made it 60 miles, and <laughs> the wheel didn't come all the way off, but." It was, it wasn't good. Right. So, I mean, unfortunately things do happen. Uh, been in business a while and, you know, for the most part, everything goes great, but every once in a while you have an issue. So uh, we had to fix that and I told him not to worry. I sent my guy Juan down to Visalia and uh, with a bunch of parts and, and he got it fixed right there on the site. On the side of the road? Yeah, luckily he'd got it over to a, a big parking lot. There was a motel or something right off the highway he was able right. to, to get to. And at least it wasn't catastrophic, but this was a situation where he had a full load on top of the trailer, did he not? He did. In fact, we had to have him unload it. He had about three vehicles on it. One, one was a great big heavy van. And uh, yeah, he had to unload it just so we could work on the, on the trailer. And then, of course, he loaded it back up and then hauled, hauled, hauled up north to, to Visalia. One of the things that you mentioned in the first segment is your grandfather started this business. Correct. And you came start working here when you were 17. Right. As a, I don't know about you, but when I was 17, I was not exactly the most reliable, <laughs> dependable. I would much rather sleep and you know go and you know, have some fun and extracurricular activities. We're putting it mildly. Yeah. Uh, well, how, you know, when your grandfather came in, you mentioned it took into your 20s for him to decide that you were going to take over the business. What was that process like when, uh, when you started, or when he started training you on how to take over the business? You know, at first I didn't know what he was doing, you know, because, <laughs> you know, he's just telling me, get back there, do this, do that, you know, and, and, and then he'd disappear into his office, and then if I ran into a problem, then I'd have to come up, and then he'd come back there and get me straight again, and then... Uh, it sounds like that he left you to your own devices. So I think he, he, he wanted me to figure stuff out for myself a lot, mm -hmm. and so there was a lot of that going on. Um, 
you know, between 97 and, and you know, and I'm a quick learner and I, and I, I, I work with my hands. So, so right. I kind of enjoyed that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, anytime I had a problem, I would just come to him and, and then he'd come out there and do this, do that, you know, <laughs> point his finger and <laughs> yell at me a little bit. <laughs> did you and he butt heads at all? We did. Your... After I started running things a little bit more and I was running the front counter, um, I was ordering more parts than he would normally order because I started noticing that we were running out of stuff, you know? Right, so right. Um, anyway, he, you need to stop ordering so much. Or you <laughs> <laughs> Did he give you a reason as to why he didn't order so much stuff? I think it's, he just liked his bank account to stay at a certain level. I don't <laughs> okay, know. <laughs> sure, sure, right, right, right. But this was obviously a, a very important lesson for you. Why has inventory been such a, a big dish, a deal for you and such an important thing for it, your business? It has. I, I mean, honestly, since, since I've taken over, we've uh, really bulked up our inventory because it does help you get some price uh, quantity discounts. Mm. Plus, you can't run out of stuff. Uh, that was our number one problem was uh, you know buying a handful of things we sell a handful of things and then customers would come in and we would we would be out of it I, oh I gotta order it and we'll have it tomorrow well people especially nowadays if you don't have it you're not gonna make the sell right nobody's gonna wait for you to order it right and get it we so, live in an Amazon world we do so how do you deal with that now because there's a lot of business owners that are having supply chain issues yeah and you have learned this lesson a long time ago what are you doing right now to bulk up your inventory so you don't have these supply chain issues well you can't get ahead of it hundred percent I try uh, to buy everything that I know I'm gonna sell um, back to the Amazon thing um, you know they they're buying or selling stuff online or Amazon or right. whatever for the same price that I'm buying it for sometimes. So we do manage to get the sales uh, anyway because we do keep it in stock. The mm. customer can just walk down here or, or drive down here and get it. They doesn't have to order it or take the chance of getting the wrong thing delivered. Ah. And you know, and, and that's the other thing. We have this service here, so you know, when they buy it from me, you know, I can give them pointers, tips, or you know. So they know they're getting the right thing. So they're learning more than this is the widget part that you need. This is yeah. the widget part that this is how you install it. Right. Now, one of the things, too, with that is training the customer or educating the customer when they come through. How did you learn a lot of this? Did you go to a lot of schools or did you learn by, you know, scraping your knuckles and, and that sort of thing? Scraping my knuckles. I learned everything here. Um, and hands-on install I've installed everything here a thousand times right my suppliers sometimes will call me and ask me hey uh, do you know what <laughs> will this part interchange with this part I mean I've, I've had people call me from all over and I, I've right. actually sold parts uh, all over too right so. so you've had suppliers who don't even know their own stuff call you and ask you how do we put this together or or they'll ask uh, you know questions about compatibility to other you know exa oh, exa okay yeah. sure so you have become a resource not just for your customers but also for your vendors it's yep one of the things i wanted to touch back on is with your grandfather because you also alluded to this just now your grandfather left you alone after a while to to be self-sufficient why do you think that was part of your training process and your growth process for taking over the business? Yeah, I think he was just, you know, like you say, grooming me for uh, to be on my own, you know? If, if he was doing everything, then I wouldn't have, 
you know, I wouldn't have taken initiative or have learned the same way. Is this a lesson that you look to teach your children? Um, yeah, my kids are still pretty young, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I can, uh, you know, stick around another 15, 20 years, but uh, um, I have one new guy, and I'm going to try to teach him the same way um, that I was taught. Why is this important? Because, like you say, if, if you hold people's hands the whole time, then it's hard for them to, um, to learn themselves, you know. Sometimes you've got to tear into it by yourself, and, and sometimes you've got to make mistakes, too, mm. so you can learn from them. And we'll be right back. The reason I'm talking with Carl Frank with Buds, Brake, and Wheels because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. They wanted to find out, how do I grow my business with word of mouth without all the gimmicks? So if you've got a thought, you've got an idea, something you'd like to learn about, something that makes this program truly special, well, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know. It's because of visioners just like you that makes this program so special. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Carl Frank, the owner of Bud's Brake and Wheel Parts, and our visioner question comes from Amy who asks, I have a spouse that is opening an unconventional business. How do I help my spouse grow his business without losing my customer base? <laughs> love it, love yeah. it, love it. You just got to be supportive, you know. Uh, my wife Anna started a new business, and a lot of a lot of her programs take place after hours for for me. So it's just getting home, taking care of the kids, so she can, you know, you know, do her business. You know, right. so it's a trade off of, of things. So. Um, you just got to do what you can. And if you're listening to this program on the podcast, Carl just picked up a flyer folder and put it on the counter straight in front of the camera. So he's being as subtle as a sledgehammer. It's perfect. I think it's great. That really does sit out there pretty much all the time. <laughs> all the time, yeah. all the time. You've had this business yourself for 10 years, and your wife came in and she wanted to start hers. How have you been able to help nurture her growth into the business and still be able to, to keep yours going at the same time? Her, her business doesn't directly interfere with my business, so that, I'm lucky that way, and uh, you know, we, we, we've uh, been able to save a few dollars, so we've been able to invest a little bit of money into her business to get it started and going. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, just, you know, if she needs something, I, I try to help her out. She comes and uses my copy machine. <laughs> you know, now, let me ask you this, is one of the benefits of business ownership is you get a little bit more flexibility. And one of the things you like to do is ride motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah, so we ride dual sports, uh, me and a few pals. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll like to ride up in the Greenhorn Mountains and take off, um, you know, 20, 30, 50 miles and sure. through the forest and come back. What kind of motorcycle do you have? Uh, it's a 2016 KTM 350. And why did you choose that particular motorcycle? 
That's a good question. <laughs> uh, you know, the 500, I was, I was said dead set on the 500 and a guy talked me into the 350 because it's more of a trail bike. So it, it actually is. It's a great trail bike. Uh, the 500 is more of a desert bike. Uh, the 350 actually hangs, my, my buddies all ride the 500 and it stays right with, and sometimes I, I think it's a little bit faster on the trail than, right. than the bigger bike. It's also a reliable bike. Oh yeah, very, very, in fact, I, all I've done in, with it since I've owned it is put gas and oil in it and change the filters, that's it. Did you build your own trailer? Uh, you know, I built uh, four or five trailers for myself over the years. Um, I actually don't have a trailer for my dirt bike. We just throw it in the back of the truck. Or, right. Sure. But, but I did have a Rhino, and I built a, tr a really cool trailer for that. It actually tilted, and you could just drive up, and it would it would uh, tilt and latch, and it was pretty neat. I actually right. sold it to my buddy. One of the things that you have done for your business is you incorporated, and for a long time your business wasn't incorporated, and then you did. Why did you choose to, to incorporate your business and what have been the benefits been for you for doing that? Obviously the, the, the biggest benefits is your tax, um, tax liability. Mm. Um, it's, it's been night and day, the difference. Before we couldn't write, uh, we went to our CPA and be like, well you made a little too much money so you can't write off any of these losses and you, well you did this so you can't do that. And Anyway, we, we got a new CPA and it's, it's been like night and day. Really? Uh, yeah. We, How so? The best thing about incorporating is it's, it, it really, really helps out your taxable um, liability. Mm. That, that, that is the bottom line. Sure. It, it is, is at the end of the year, you want to keep as much money as, as, uh, as, as you earn, you know? Right. So um, we got the property in an LLC. You got your, your C-S-Corp for the business. And you, you just run a legitimate business, and you're able to write off all these things. And, and uh, I got a lot of friends that are still, you know, the... Um, private owner or the they're um, so still sole proprietors sole proprietors and really you know they yeah, yeah they want to they're basically steal from themselves because you know they don't want to report everything but at the same time it keeps your business from growing too oh sure and, that, and, that, and that's what I, I noticed too because we kind of used to do things like that but you at the end of the day you're, you're really stealing from yourself and, right. and and you're not growing right right so the the idea is to, is to grow and and make money sure reap the, reap the rewards for what it is that you do yeah, that's right exactly one of the things too about your business is that you mentioned that you pretty much do just about everything around here and yet there are some things that you're having somebody else do and one of the things is you've got a part-time bookkeeper right she, she comes in once a month to just to reconcile, look over everything that I've done, make sure everything's looking good, prepares all my um, um, sales tax reports and quarterlies and stuff like that. You says she comes in once a month. Even that little bit of help, why is this such an important thing for your business? It's important because it, it, it's always good to have that expert person who, who, who knows you know the bookkeeping industry and mm. and the QuickBooks part of it. She actually doesn't come in. She comes remotely. She used to be from Bakersfield. Right. She actually moved. Her and her husband moved to Oklahoma. So she actually just takes over my computer. <laughs> uh, you walk in with a cup of coffee and you see the cursor moving around. You, you, the I gotta let her in, but but yeah, she does. She goes through everything and makes sure uh, all all the reports and everything are are right. And then at the end of the year, she kind of helps me get all that prepared for my CPA. 
What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, <laughs> I know the trailer world doesn't sound <laughs> exciting, but but it, it is. Running a business is exciting, and uh, almost every single day, I, I I just love coming down here, and uh, um, I can't wait to see who's going to come through the front door and what they're going to bring me. Ah, it's a new challenge every day. It is. It's a new challenge. It's a surprise. Uh, yeah, and it's like it's a little contest. You know, you're trying to you're trying to beat you know you're trying to beat yourself from you know last week to last year and and. And, um, see what happens at the end of the day. Did my numbers grow from one day to the next? Yep, and that's 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 usually what I'm looking at, <laughs> trying to see if I. It doesn't always happen, but sure. but, but um, uh, knock on wood, we've uh, these last ten years we've done better every year than the last. Congratulations. So. Well, Carl, thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? That's easy. Uh, you can give us a call, 661-322-7061, or you can just drive on down. Uh, we're here at 305 East 19th Street. Or uh, check us out on the web, uh, budsbreak, um, budsbreak.com. <laughs> Sounds good. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family singles couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com. It's not the thing, it's what you make of it. When I was in college, one of my favorite pastimes to play with a group of friends of mine was called 20 Questions a Riddle. And the object of the game was very simple. You would ask a riddle, then your opponent would have 20 questions to ask you in order to solve the riddle. And one of my favorites was called the Riddle of the 20th Floor. You see, every morning at 8 a.m., Tom would get in the elevator, he would go up to the 14th floor, get out, and run the other six floors to the top of the building to go to work. And at 5 o'clock, he would get back in the elevator, and he would take all 20 floors straight down. Why? Usually, there was a whole bunch of questions about Tom's employment, what he liked to do, was his job so important that he had to make a stop along the way, was he, was he an athlete, what, did he like to run, was he training for something? Now, invariably, nobody would ask what to me seemed the most obvious question. How tall was Tom. Was he vertically challenged? If you've ever been in an elevator and you looked at all the buttons that go up, sometimes trying to reach those top buttons can be quite a challenge, especially if you're not tall enough to reach them. Marcus Aurelius once said, when you are distressed by an external thing, it's not the thing itself that troubles you, only your judgment of it. I'm recording this here on Veterans Day, and there are a lot of veterans who suffered a lot of challenges over the conflicts over the last hundred years plus. 
And I'm always impressed by how many of them are able to overcome the challenges that they have every single day, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. So as you go forward today, and you go forward tomorrow in the future, realize the external things that happen to you are only as strong as your judgment to them. I hope you enjoyed our conversation that we had this week with Carl Frank, and I hope that you enjoyed it so much that you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.